0: For God, for country, for truth, for justice, for the Republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com. Episode 18 of the Powder Monkey Podcast. Uh, I have got uh, Dr. Channa Atkins with me today. Um, she has uh, been gracious enough to join us uh, for this episode. Uh, I think I'm going to call this episode Shot in the Dark. And um, when I first met Dr. Atkins, she um, was. Uh, she uh, was had been appointed to the West Virginia House of Delegates for the 31st district, and uh, so uh, I got to a, a chance to you know listen to her speak, and uh, you know she she really impressed myself and uh, some of the other people that were with me. They everybody went away from the meeting uh, saying, you know, I, I'm I'm so refreshed that we have a. Um, you know, a candidate in West Virginia that that's discussing these type of type of issues, uh, you know, freedom, uh, you know, to to sort of choose and 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 also knowledge about what's actually in some of the vaccinations that uh, our children receive and that we receive. So, uh, Jana, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, how are you today?
1: I'm really good. I appreciate you uh, saying that about me and saying some of those things that I brought a refreshing voice at the time when I was appointed. I was looked at like a quack by many because if you go against anything establishment, you're looked at like that. So, but I am a pharmacist by trade. I, uh, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a Christian. Uh, I'm, I'm someone who loves West Virginia, which is why, you know, ultimately I wanted to get involved in politics. So, but I worked for the VA healthcare system for almost five years as a clinical pharmacist. I've done a residency in pharmacy practice medicine. So I've got a lot of years in the clinical realm, um, even just dispensing medications in the retail sector. So I've been around healthcare for a long time, served on different committees and and whatnot. So, but now here we get, we are on a different, in a different realm on it for, you know, different reasons. So, mm-hmm. So
0: um, now, you also uh, I, I saw a uh, very impassioned speech that you gave before the West Virginia Senate um, that you had shared, um, and uh, you mentioned that you are uh, a member of West Virginians for Health Freedom. Nice. Um So I, I thought maybe uh, you know I, you know the premise that's such an important premise, and I thought maybe if you wanted to give you a few uh, moments there to talk about exactly. What, what they're for, what they stand for, and, um, you know, just, just the whole premise behind that.
1: Sure, let me let me start back in 2005 when I graduated from pharmacy school, I was injured by a vaccination. I was told that I had to have the hepatitis B vaccination and I was injured. I went blind from this vaccination and was told that if I didn't do certain medications or take IV steroids and whatnot, that, you know, I'd just increased risk of MS. I didn't have it at the time. So, you know, now I do have MS. Do I say it's the hep B shot? Do I say it's my genetics, you know? We can argue all these things all day. So, but all I know is that I took a, hep- a hepatitis B vaccine when, you know, I was expecting to be just fine, like everybody does when they take a shot. So that was in 2005. So I went blind and then my eyesight recovered and I went on to practice pharmacy medicine. So then we have this. Uh, we have this other injury in my family. I had another vaccine injury. Um, My nephew was vaccine injured. Then my family started saying, wait, there's something going on here. So then in 2016, the movie Vaxxed had come out and a group of West Virginians got in contact with me because they had known I'd worked with the group before West Virginians for Health Freedom, which I'm gonna talk about. People who fought for health freedom, has, they've been around for a long time. You just didn't really hear much about them. So, but in 2016, a lot of those people that had been warriors and fighting, they were moving to other states and they were moving away. Someone called and said, hey, have you heard about this movie coming out? We need to get a group of people together because this, this is a big issue. So, Vax came out. The Vax bus visited Charleston, West Virginia in October of 2016. And a lawyer, a physician, a pharmacist, a chiropractor, um, mothers, um, people, business owners, we got together like a board of directors and we said, let's put together this nonprofit called West Virginians for Health Freedom. And let's see what we can do here, because this is a big issue. And you can see from the movie Vaxxed. So that was in 2016. And so we knew that we had to go to the Capitol in 17 and start our fight and start our advocacy. And so that's where it all began. And you, there's, it's been viewed over 50, 50, 1000 times, I think, But in 2017, someone said, is there anybody out here that just, you know, doesn't believe that we should be mandating vaccines? And I just stood up and went there and and I spoke from the heart. So that was in March of 17. And then, of course, I was put in the government in February of 18. So, but it started my journey. It was very scary. I think most people are afraid to go to the Capitol and get all this started. But I went to the Capitol and, you know, told them about our group. And then our group started growing. And our group, West Virginia's Federal Freedom, is a nonprofit. We have a website. And all we're doing is promoting education and saying these are all these resources that you can or cannot use. Uh, Dr. Alvin Moss from West Virginia University, he's one of our uh, board members and one of the founding members, and he works, close, close, he works closely with all of us to help disseminate information. And so West Virginia's first mm-hmm. freedom is now growing. And now I think when we were speaking about health freedom in 17, some people didn't realize what well, health freedom all encompasses. It's not just vaccines, but here we are in 2020. And people are saying, I don't want this COVID-19 vaccine. And I say, well, welcome to the health freedom movement. I (laughs) think we're fighting fighting for not only your rights, for your parental rights, of your children, but we're fighting for your rights as, you know, to be, to have your own personal autonomy, to be able to decide Mm -hmm. what you can and cannot do. So here we are, West Virginians for Health Freedom at www.wvforhealthfreedom.com.
0: Excellent. Good. Um, I also saw a um, a post that you made uh, today on Facebook uh, regarding, uh, I believe, Dr. Suzanne Humphries. Sure. And um, yeah. sh- she made some very interesting points as well. And I just wonder, you know, it, it seems like anybody who who doesn't want to follow the the mainstream narrative. Um, there, the, if there's any type of pushback at all, um, and you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, kind of having the courage to, to get the, get the ball rolling, but what, what type of, I mean, the, the pushback, she, I think she mentioned she was labeled as a quack, um, and things like that, um, you know, I, I guess when you spend that much time and you have put so much of your reputation out there, um, like, uh, say, take, for example, uh, Judy Mikeovitz. um, Correct. you know, so, um, you know, and then all of a sudden you are demonized, you're, um, you know, you're, you're, look, you're frowned upon because you're going against the narrative, but it seems to me, and I'm just looking at it from the outside, but it seems to me like as far as, uh, I, I guess, the the data, the empirical data, when they, when they tell doctors to presume that COVID is a... Uh, cause of death and put that on you know they they're using that data but it, you know I, I just don't understand how if you're using empirical data how you can have that much presumptive you know, that are going in, you know, that they assume the that they might of COVID.
1: Go back okay. to the quack. I mean, I did post something about Suzanne Humphreys. I think that anybody who goes against mainstream, the mainstream narrative and uses that rhetoric is always going to be labeled. They're going to put all of these attacks against you. I've been called everything. I'm like, I don't think anybody else can make up anything else. I've been called everything. <laughs> it was really disheartening when I was um, put into uh, the government in the House of Delegates because all it was was anti-vaccination advocate, leader of anti-vaccine group. And I'm not a leader of an anti-vaccine group. I am a pillar of a vaccine group, you know, of a group of people, family, mothers, sisters, brothers, who all who understand the issue and just want to be able to have health freedom. But they didn't look at it like that. So, you're always looking at these attacks. If you do go against the grain, Suzanne Humphries has experienced the same thing when she came to the West Virginia. She came to the West Virginia um, legislative session. She actually spoke. She spoke before our Senate and the mm-hmm. newspapers they all labeled her and said all of these things. It doesn't matter if you have a PharmD behind your name. It doesn't matter if you say, hey, I was injured by this vaccine. Doesn't matter because she's a she's a certified nephrologist. Dr. Alvin Moss, who is also another pillar in our group, he's a, you know, he's board certified. He's an MD. I mean, why, why are we labeling? I mean, maybe someone actually just cares, cares to say, hey, I want to take a look at this. I want science to be this, you know, revolving door. It's never settled. It, it is never what it is. So when you start talking about this empirical data, you know, you have to look at, you have to look at it and who's in control of the narrative and it's the media right now. So based off of what people are doing, you always can tell who's watching probably which news station. It's right. it's, it's it's mind blowing to me. I mean, which? people driving in their cars with masks are still mind blowing to me. I'm not <laughs> sure what they're doing. It's like, do they think the virus is knocking on their car window? Because, you know, just breathing, you're breathing in viruses. I don't know if they understand the magnitude of the science. I mean, it's so out of my realm. It's, right. it's really hard to fathom to put our small minds in this big box of nature and what is actually happening in this biome of the world. Right. right. It's really it's crazy. But yeah, if you want to talk some data, we could we could definitely talk some data. I mean, that's Ooh. for sure.
0: Well, I mean, it's and it's not even so much what the data is. It's just that I don't think that uh, I think part of the problem is most people don't really. Um, I don't. I don't believe the general public has received an actual, um, uh, consistent message. Um, yeah, you say know,
1: people have full informed consent, right? Right. right. Yeah.
0: I, I, I mean and, and so I, I guess I guess when we get to um, it, things like informed consent speaking of that um, you know I, I know that uh, you're a big proponent of, of what goes in these things and um, I guess for people I, I guess one of the big things with vaccines that that people ha- have a problem with I guess would be the the adjuvants that are in them so I guess in layman's terms, basically, these are things that are necessary to go in the virus, I mean, to go in the, uh, the vaccination that would aid the virus in helping to what uh, form an autoimmune response. Is that normally how uh, it
1: works? To form some sort of inflammation type of response, something to really like light a fire under immune system. So your immune system will recognize that antigen and your immune system will respond. And and yeah, the the problem that so many of us speak about is there are a lot of adjuvants in those things. And you can find it on the CDC website. If you type in CDC vaccine excipient list, it will pop up all the vaccines and all their ingredients. And I can promise you, I can promise you, you wouldn't drink, probably touch half of the chemicals in those (laughs) things, let alone think about putting those in your bloodstream because you're you're looking at tissues and DNA of animals. You know, things like that, you know, animals that have been given steroids, animals that have been given antibiotics, animals that have been given hormones, and those are in their tissues, in their cells, and then they're growing these antigens in those animals and those cells and those cultures to to grow the vaccine cell lines. So, I mean, there's a lot of problems. Obviously, it's, I'm not a scientist where I've ever grown, you know, vaccine cell culture, but the information is right there. I'm not sure what where the disconnect for people to be able to put that together. I have a huge problem when you're using aborted baby fetal cells to grow, uh, you know, a measles virus, you know, because to think that parts of that DNA of that cell from that other human is injected into my human Mm -hmm. and that could cause a problem. I mean, I, I think that, you know physicians need to know that maybe they're not getting the full uh, informed consent when the CDC, FDA says, here, this is what we recommend. Well, are we going to give me the background as to why? Because I'm not okay with it, and so are not a lot of other people.
0: Mm -hmm. So it it kind of, I'm going to throw in a uh, a dumbed-down Star Wars analogy here, but it seems to me that like a lot of medical professionals, they they it's kind of like in the Jedi temple where they're looking for that lost planet for Obi-Wan to go to and she's like well if it's not in the the archives it doesn't exist and I mean and that was such an arrogant I guess thing to say but you know but you know I I, and they were blinded and and that was sort of to show that and I think the medical um, you know I, I guess in in some way I I don't know with all the things that are happening out there and how things like autism has oh. steadily progressed. Uh, hey, it's all good. I have dogs I all know. around here.
1: <laughs> Welcome to quarantine life. I've got a dog and in a in a family in the other room.
0: So. Hey, no no but, problem.
1: But yeah, okay. I know where you're going to go with this. I mean, you're going to go with like, how can you say like it doesn't exist when you don't have any information to say it does exist? Does that make exactly. sense? So the government and actually like there's been some recent <coughs> uh The I can informed action, formed consent, action network actually floated the CDC to say, show us if vaccines don't cause aut- autism, show us why they don't. You can't say they don't when you don't know if it does. Uh, you know, the, the data is just not there. And so it, 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 it's mind blowing to me. Um, I had actually someone who was refuting Judy, um uh, Dr. Judy in the pandemic video and was saying that, you know, hydroxychloroquine, she's saying that it could. Um, but she's like hydroxychloroquine cannot cure it. And I'm like, Well, how do we know it can't cure it? We don't yeah, we don't yeah. know that it it can't, but we don't know that if it can, but I know if I'm yet ready to die, I would like to take that drug. You well, know they
0: talked I mean, about the yeah, the the double blind studies and and um, you know, so and then they turn around it's and, and it's is there going to be a double blind study for this vaccine if we're rushing everything through and you know it's it, it just it you know things like that and I, i'm also going to point out that it, it why they couldn't find that lost planet is because the data in the archives have been manipulated well, and nice. so. <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean. So I'm just, you know, uh, people like uh, I believe Andrew Wakefield. You mentioned the, the CDC. Um, you know that there, there have been wake, you know, uh, CDC whistleblowers. They talk about manipulation of the data. Um, you know, and I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to spread false information or misinformation. I don't want this interview to be banned. But I, I think it is. Um, I think it is important that people, you know, talk about these things. Yeah, talk
1: um, because- history. We learn from it, right? World War II, forcing the Jewish people into medical experience, uh, experiments. And then we have the Nuremberg Code. You know, yes. you think the Nuremberg Code should be our gold standard. But then, you know, you had mentioned the Tuskegee um, Airmen and that whole incident, which went against everything the Nuremberg Code ever established. Right. So right. to say that this is some sort of like fact checkers could check this interview, but let's look at history The government has a big time history of screw ups, right? And doing bad things to good people. And they do good things, too. I'm not saying that they don't. There are good people in the West Virginia legislature that want to do good, right? There's good things in our federal government. But there's some that don't so the only thing i can say is that people should know all these things and take all that into account and make that decision for themselves not just take one certain news channel uh you know and say it is what it is you know andrew wakefield yeah he's a scientist who did some autism work uh you know they, everybody says he's debunked i hate that word you know he ended up getting his license back i mean he went through all this rig of a row to get himself right. proven but you know, it's like with your reputation. Once your reputation's damaged, it's so hard to try to, you know, get that reputation back. And I in the saying Dr. Judy Mikovitz, like I heard her in DC speak a couple of years ago. She was saying the same exact things that she's saying now. She said it then before mm-hmm. playing that I mean, I heard her speak and I mean I never once thought anything that the cameras were there calling her the quack. She's not telling the truth but she was saying it back then but now all of a sudden people are listening in this pandemic we're having isn't it yeah, interesting yeah. that now she's relevant
0: well i, I think it also in this age of enlightenment that we're supposed to be in and you know to to harp harp on what the the president talked about about you know sunlight being the des- best disinfectant um you know um you know why can't we leave videos online and let people decide for themselves obviously if they're going to take the time to watch a five minute video i mean what's the average attention span now so somebody's interested if they're going to take five minutes ten minutes twelve minutes thirty minutes to watch a video um why not leave it up there and let people form their own opinions Rather than banning stores and SWAT teaming, uh, you know, health food stores, and uh, I can't post a video, a link to InfowarsStore.com because they sell nascent iodine, <laughs> and you know, the right. governor of New York attacked them. Um, you know, so so what what kind of precedent is it setting where big tech, in cooperation with big pharma and the World Health Organization, um, you know, and Communist China. I mean, I'm just going to throw I, it all out there. These are my opinions. They're not I yours. Not, but
1: but I mean, this isn't even an opinion. I mean, the World Health Organization said, we, we're not really sure. We don't think the masks are really helping. But well, yet, the
0: I, in general said that. And you I know?
1: mean, but yet I still drive <laughs> down the interstate and I'm seeing people wearing their masks in their car. So it's like, well, if we want to keep fake news from people, but why aren't we getting them real news then? If you really don't think the masks are working... Why are we forcing people into wearing masks? Why do you want me to wear a mask into a doctor's appointment? I always said, do I need a mask to make your mask work? I mean, many people say that. We, I, I'm very fearful of what is getting ready to happen. I've had many people on Facebook because I talked about some of the things that I found in the corruption of the DHHR within West Virginia just while I was in office because health freedom does mean a lot to me. When I was in office, um, you know, the PEI task force You know, you remember a lot with what happened at the teacher strike. I was appointed right in the middle of a teacher strike. PEIA at that time had teamed up with um, a drug company, or not? I'm sorry. Let me. I don't want to misspeak. Misspeak. It was a uh, insurance company that forced the teachers and service personnel workers, you know, within the education system into a wellness program. Well, that's health freedom. No one should have to take a flu shot to get a point. No one should have to be watching educational videos to get a point to help reduce their premiums. Help pre- That's still health freedom. It's not just whether or not you want a vaccine. I mean, we have people engorging themselves at the buffet, type 2 diabetics. they would never cared about their health up until now when the WHO says, hey, you know, you shouldn't be wearing masks, but they're still doing it anyway. And now right, they care okay. about their health, but they're engorging themselves into an oblivion, right, with the blood pressure and the issues, right? So I, I guess for me, I, I just try to take all this information and put it out there. So even with the and I wanted to be very transparent with everybody. I worked so hard, worked so hard. I was telling senators who had been in the government for eight years how to find information. They had been in the government for eight years. I'd only been there three months and I was sending FOIA requests and I was trying to find all the information to make to be able to help form policy to make it better and the West Virginia DHHR in the summer of August. It was August of 2018. Um, The website just went down, completely went down. The DHHR website went down. And it was right after I'd sent a few few FOIA requests. I wanted some information about the way the vaccines came about. Because if you looked at that time, the West Virginia DHHR required 10 extra doses of three vaccines for pre-K entry. That blew
0: my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind.
1: You want your kid to go to preschool. Okay. So when you went to school, you had 10 less doses of shots. They were just working so hard to get all the HEPA, the HIBs, and the PCVs in these children. And, you know, I just couldn't figure out where this disconnect was, why it wouldn't be required for school, but they wanted it for preschool. I sent the lawyer request, and I wanted to know the rules. I wanted to know everything that went around that. Turns out the website just randomly went down, uh, like, three days after the lawyer was sent. And wow. uh, I started making phone calls, and one attorney and I had very coarse words. He was telling me it was just a 10-year mistake, and they were going to correct it. Now, this 10-year wow. mistake, yeah, <laughs> that's what they said. It was just a 10-year mistake. Now, the director of the immunization services at that time, this was a guy who um, had <laughs> been to meetings with drug companies. The biggest drug companies and makers of vaccines had been to these meetings. Um, you know. And I filed, uh, I wanted to know whether what his financial disclosure statement said. He was a director of a program. By law, they were supposed to, just like I was as a legislator, had no records of it. No one knew what his financial disclosure statements were. He had never done that. Mm. So, you know, this I filed the ethics complaint, because how ethical is that? Here is a guy in charge of your immunization program. I don't even call it immunization, your vaccine program. Like, you know, who is in, you know, very tight knit relationships with these other leaders around the country who are all working with drug companies who make vaccines, going off to these company meetings. And how I mean, can it just get any more unethical? So, you know, I, I care about kids and people and West Virginians. And if I can be injured by a vaccine, your child could be injured by a vaccine. The child down the street or any other West Virginia child, I just take life way, you know, way more seriously than that. So to think that people can't can't see any kind of corruption surrounding any of it, it's it's bogus to me. I'm like, we have corruption right here within our counties. Within our cities? Why would you not think that any of this wouldn't be involving corruption? So try to sift through the information and material. Don't just watch one news channel. It's disgusting, honestly. I mean, it's just really, you know, right. it's absurd.
0: Con- concerning, um, you know, concerning information. Um, I had uh, sent across some notes, I guess, to you. Do you, uh, I-, I guess, first of all, do you think that there is a war on information on on inserts um, in in the pharmaceutical industry with with vaccines I mean are 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 we doing our due diligence as um, legislators and as doctors, medical professionals to to make sure that the 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 patient has everything that they need? I know that the insert's there, but
1: well, there's a war on it, yes. And, I mean, you can take it right down to before the shot is given. Many times I was going to give a flu shot, and right like, right as I'm filling out the questionnaire, I say to this person, you know, what meds are you on? Have you been sick? And I go through the questionnaire, and I had one patient one time, and I'll never forget it, had been on immune suppressive therapy for more mm-hmm. than 20 years. And, you know, when you take a vaccine, your immune system is supposed to respond. But yet we have no studies that say that any patient on this drug for this many years is going to have immune response or not. So potentially I could be giving this person a flu shot that's not going to elicit a response. It would be really essentially worthless. But yet she may be at risk for any some sort of injury, whether it be muscle arm injury, because the flu shot holds the most injuries through the vaccine court. We know that the most injuries reported come from the flu shot. So, you know, I'm panicked. And as a provider, I want to do right by her. I want to make sure that she's taken care of. And I'm panicking. I'm reading through the literature. I'm calling other pharmacists. Why her doctor didn't panic? I'm not really sure. Probably because the doctor didn't have to give it and document it. But I did. And I valued. I valued because I know I, I sure don't want her to go blind or have GB where she has this full on shutdown. And we've had that right here locally. I've seen it in my, my customers. So, you know, I valued that so much but I don't have the data. Why do I not have the data? We just don't because they're just safe, right? So it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you um, go to the pharmacy and you ask to see the package insert. A lot of times pharmacists won't even give them out to many patients. If right. they want to see it, I would show them. I mean, clearly the flu shot says never been studied in pregnant women. So why am I giving it to pregnant women? Because baboons are close to pregnant women and we can just assume. I value life. I value life so much more than that. It's, it's absolutely, it, it is absurd. I think I can just keep saying it's absurd and it's absurd. And I just want people to be able to understand you are, there is a war on your information. You know that as you're seeing Judy Mickiewicz go on the pandemic. I mean, I'm telling you, people are ripping her from head to toe with all of these things. Like you're a quack. You don't know what you're talking about. She did this and she didn't do all of these things. So, but why was, her, you know, why, And they're taking her down off of YouTube. They're taking it down everywhere. I, I I think the one thing, okay, take it down. But everybody should stop and say, what, what is it about her that they are in such a hurry to get rid of her and take that down? Because it might prevent people from getting a vaccine when for COVID nineteen later when it's available. I mean, what are they so afraid of? What are they afraid
0: of, right? So what? I've watched it several times. I, I don't. I, I I can't find anything. I've seen people talk about her talking about healing microbes in the ocean, and oh my god, that's just that's that's definitely worthy of of being uh, you know just uh, unpersoned from from history talking about healing microbes in the ocean. I mean, um, you know, so so many different things. It just and again, it blows my mind. Why can't we, as people, not you know have access to that information. When did when did we become uh, you know uh, when did we slip into this Orwellian nightmare of you can't you can't discern for yourself what is good. You can't discern for yourself whether you want this vaccine. Um you know and and something Would else
1: profitable? you when they realize how profitable it, it could become. Oh yeah, because absolutely. Sick, sick people are profitable people. Healthy people are not very profitable. And I mean well, that's we... the gist of it
0: and in the patents that you know for the, for the ability to you know for government agents or government employees to own patents yeah and and you know I, I don't understand the, the inner workings of it all um, but you know it would seem to me like if Dr. Fauci does own patents if they were doing in things in Wuhan that you can't legally do in the US um, You know, I I I, I, and and they have something that has obviously been souped up gain of function. Um, You know, I I don't understand what the fear is. That's the thing that that's the thing that has me on edge above anything else. Chanda is that all of a sudden. You know this thing that they're saying oh you know i've I've seen people dying from it i've seen people say it's not as bad as the flu i've seen um you know uh, you know uh, just i've seen people be welded in their homes in china and yeah and now i'm seeing the u.s military come out and say if you are a covid survivor or if you have covid you can't join the military and i you know again i don't understand I mean is, you know, this is, uh, I mean, if it is a, I'm not going to call it a bioweapon, but if it, I mean, it obviously, uh, it looks to me like it has been engineered, it has been in a, a, you know, a lab, Um, so I I don't know, but, um, you know,
1: but it's it's in a family of other coronaviruses like SARS and MERS and like all these things, I mean, H1N1, the big killer from a few years back, it's still around, Mm -hmm. you know. You know, is this gonna go away in a couple years? Will we ever remember that? I mean, the war is on our children, the war is on for our minds. You know, there is a war. I feel like there's always been a war on the American family, on the family unit. You know, there there, there there's just it's 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 always a war too, and when you instill fear in people that's how you get people will do crazy things when they're scared right and we know that people will do things when they're scared you say hey we're going to shut down all grocery stores for one day just one day can you imagine the uproar of people that would be running to the grocery store if you just shut them down for one day the fear that it would pimp people. well if they shut it down for one day they'll shut it down for a weekend then you have mass hysteria and it's just and absolutely it's it's
0: ridiculous <laughs> here's here's one another thing that gets me you know in doing some of my research bill gates um you know they uh, I guess if you look on Snopes you know Snopes likes to take the angle that well Bill Bill Gates is talking about um you know not just using vaccines to depopulate the, the planet but his theory is basically that if we have better health um you know systems for third world countries the poor um that they'll want to have less kids because um, you know they they don't have to have so many kids to, to survive and and to, to watch their children die I mean it's it, but the, th- the you know he, he's th- the whole premise behind it is to um, not just depopulate but also to lift people out of poverty but if you look at what's happened to this economy and what continues to happen to this economy because of you know this this quote unquote quarantine um, I mean, you know, I, I, people are going to slip into poverty because of this. I guarantee it. <laughs> people I, are already there.
1: I think about two things that are the saddest thing about the quarantine is that people are dying alone in the hospitals because loved ones can't come and see them. And then people are losing everything, whether they go into bankruptcy, their business and, and things like And I've got family businesses within my family and business owners who have been really upset because, you know, a business has been in our family for 40 years. And they have the potential to lose it. So to me, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty horrified at that. When you talk about depopulation, you talk about these, you know, very tinfoil hat type issues. You know, I don't I mean, obviously, I don't know that guy. I know who he takes pictures with and I know what he says. And I can tell you that I don't care if Bill Gates says that I shouldn't get together with anybody until there's a vaccine, you know. I'm sorry, but I'm going to always get together with people. Um, I've had people, I'm around a lot of unvaccinated, super healthy, neurotypical kids who say, you know, are you worried? And I'm like, I'm not worried about the measles. I'm not worried about the chicken pox. What would make you think I'm worried about this? You know, and, and then you get into the Let's talk about third world countries for a minute. I always find it funny that people just want to disregard the fact that when we got clean water, clean, uh, sanitary, um, sanitation systems, we did see a decline in things such as like the measles, For you know, for instance. So this public health, public health is not vaccines. Public health is clean water, clean air, right? Sanitary conditions. So we see this decline in measles and it's very well documented. You can find this information everywhere. So, you know, that, so let's go to third world countries where Bill Gates wants to just give everybody vaccines as opposed to improving their water supplies giving them better sanitary conditions. I mean, look at how the people in Wuhan are living. They're living like third world country, right? Not very good, not sanitary conditions. So depopulate or not, I mean, I know Bill Gates has, you know, pushed vaccine programs where these programs have gone to these countries, vaccinated children and injured them. And we've seen pushback from some of these third world countries that say, we don't want to be any part of your program. (laughs) Polio vaccine is one of them. I mean, we are seeing kids are getting the 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 oral polio vaccine the more live polio vaccine they are getting polio from the vaccine so now these children in india not only take the oral polio vaccine but they're getting the vaccine for the inactivated polio to prevent them from getting polio from the polio vaccine now (laughs) i'm like so i don't know what the bureaucrats in india are thinking but i know what i'm thinking over here and i just want people to understand like what public health has to do with clean water clean air And you being healthy and having the accountability as an adult to decide whether or not you want to engorge yourself at the buffet. You know, it is not just taking a shot. It is not that guy at Lowe's that bumped me last week that is severely overweight. Maybe not that clean with his mask on and who bumped me. And I thought he was going to have a conniption. It was like, I'm so sorry. And I bumped my buggy, you know, like my cart and I'm pushing it. And I looked at him and I said, you know, you're the one with the mask on, not me, sir. Like, you know, you bumped into me uh, six months ago. You wouldn't have even. You'd have just been like, "Oh, hey!" And but now it was like, "Step back!" It is. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. It's a word it's, of light. Well,
0: it is, and and um, you know that's that's how they control people. They they get them in the fear zone. Um,
1: not fearful at all. I hope you're not because I'm not.
0: Nah, not nah, I'm, 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 no, no, I'm. Just not. As they say here in West Virginia, I ain't scared.
1: Uh, so <laughs> well, i'm not scared either i mean like i said i'm around unvaccinated kids all the time very healthy unvaccinated kids i mean mm. there are more and more unvaccinated kids or as, as i like to call them walking zombies because you know they're just vectors of disease but they're right. the most healthy happy neurotypical thriving <laughs> kids i mean you know as opposed to some of my friends who work in the public school system where they're overrun with special needs children who are not neurotypical which a lot of times their parents just say, Well, they were born with their, you know, condition. Maybe they were. Maybe their condition was also potentiated by vaccines. It's a hard right. treat because as parents, you don't want to think that you're doing anything to harm your children and you're trusting, you know, and it's a war on the info. You've trusted the people in the white coats, you've trusted the C D C. They're the authorities. And, you know, if they gave you the wrong information and your child was hurt, it's devastating. It's absolutely pitiful. It's just like the people dying alone. It's just absolutely heartbreaking.
0: With the president, with what he's done with um, sort of reining in uh, the COVID response team, uh, you know, within the White House, sort of the what the uh, sort of the, the backlash he's getting for not not posting a lot of the data that they're producing now and and everything like that. Um, I mean, again, you, you, I think you mentioned you can kind of tell, you know, what people even watch. But, um, you know, it, I, I just, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm sure that you approve of of him cutting back a little bit on these people. I mean, it's it, it feels like a medical tyranny. It, it feels a little bit like Fauci just came in and because he has been, you know, through five different administrations, that um, you know again that we're supposed to just fall under this narrative and I, I thought it was very um, uh when they said something like we're going to use science to determine you know what we're gonna do
1: <laughs>
0: I mean it, it just is I, I don't know I, I, but I, I think the tables are turning there I think he kind of sees um, you know maybe what's what's going on a little bit there and, and um, let's go back to but the religion
1: as an authoritative platform Right. So if I'm smarter than you, if I have more of an education than you, I just get the authority to be able to blank say this is how it's going to be. And that's it. And that's not necessarily true, because I don't know what your life experiences have been. I don't know what your family history is. I don't know what illnesses you've experienced. I can't say in a front of line statement just because I am come from this authoritative position because I have a farm deed. You don't that. I really do know what's best for you because I don't. I always just say, I, you know, I would like to think with Trump, you know, he has a hat in his store and it says woke. W-O-K-E. <laughs> so, you know, right. what does this mean? I truly believe he is awake. I believe that he was awake from the debates when he did talk about vaccines and says, why do we give a kid a vaccine and then the parents say something's different? I knew then something something about you don't normally hear politicians speak about, it, well, right? You don't? Baron,
0: so I, I, I think Baron actually was affected by a vaccine, was he not?
1: I, I do not know that. I, I have think to, so. I know that people had said that potentially was this and that I don't speculate to know I mean I, all I know is that I I know that when I heard him speak most people don't speak these things unless there's something that has you know triggered them to say wait a minute and, and it's almost like a, it, it I just it's like crossing the tracks because once you get away from this science has settled it is this and you come over after you've been injured like me and you say wait a minute you don't go back to the other side I mean, I don't know anybody like me who has been very questionable vaccines, who's gone back and just said, oh, I was so wrong. I'm just believing everything they say. And I'm just I want every vaccine. I don't know of anybody. It's like once you come to a place like where I'm at, you don't go back to that. Now you question everything. You know, the governor is listening to, as he calls the experts, who's listening to the experts. I'm horrified at that. Who's his expert? Clay Marsh, who is continuing to have the government in this position of shutdown. When they're laying off employees at WVU hospitals, does anybody scratch their head at this? I mean, I just saw where WVU now is furloughing. The university itself is furloughing employees, but hospital employees were being laid off. What kind of crisis are we in? You know, but you go back to the models, and this is something that Del Bigtree was speaking about when he was talking about, um, you know, the, the the model for you know this outbreak and how many coders wanted the the, the code for what everything was happening. For weeks, they wouldn't release it. They wouldn't say, you know, we've got this scientist in London who was the one who put this model together of what it was going to look like in these millions of deaths, but coders weren't able to see it. Why were they hiding it? What is it that they were doing? It is, it's, it's mind-blowing. But yet, if, Jude, could you imagine if old Judy, you know, Dr. Judy did that, what it would be like, the quack would do that. But, you know, this is a guy in London where his models obviously are seriously wrong. And we oh, yeah. are still so under And have
0: been. That's not the first
1: time. Well, I mean, the data is there. And when you're in a global pandemic and you've got hydroxychloroquine that could potentially work, I don't want Dr. Fauci to do a double-blind placebo study. (laughs) If I'm sick, I want that medicine now. But what I find is funny is that, you know, the antiviral That he's that they were looking at now that he is head of the study looking at this new antiviral versus hydroxychloroquine. There was a study that came out of Italy that said the 65,000 people that were on hydroxychloroquine for a chronic illness out of those 65,000 people, 20 people were diagnosed with COVID. There was no deaths. I'll just take that drug. I don't care. I don't need you to hurry up if I'm sick now. That's what I would take. I mean, and it blows my mind because in the vaccine world, we have none of those double blind controlled placebo studies. It would be unethical to have an unvaccinated versus vaccinated study. Right. Really? How unethical could it be? I mean, we're in a pandemic where people are dying and we you know, what are you and we could give them hydroxychloroquine. That doesn't sound very unethical. I could find a lot of unvaccinated for that study, you know, and in those vaccine studies, they take the vaccine and put it up against another vaccine. It's
0: absurd! It's absurd! (laughs) Something else, something else that uh, I actually reached out to the governor's uh, um, communications director and uh, I'm still I guess waiting for a response but um, you know, basically my concern was, and I don't know where Bill Gates got this, this uh, data from where he got this 10,000, you know, one in 10,000 number, but I don't know if you saw him talking about a vaccine and how they need indemnity, you know, for for that, you know, uh, they need immunity from, uh, you know, being sued because because he, and he threw out one in 10,000. So let's take a state of 1.8 million, you know, like West Virginia. Okay. So so. Who wants to who wants to take that shot in the dark and be the person who takes the vaccine and ends up blind? You know, that's not that's that's not a a good thing to experience from what you're saying. That's not something that anybody would ever want to subject them to.
1: I mean, if you've got one in 10,000 strawberries that is poisonous that could kill you, you still going to stick your hand in that bowl of one in 10,000, one in 100. I don't care who you are.
0: They throw the whole thing away. They destroy the whole crop. If, if, you know, if we get something like uh, some type of contamination, they destroy all the strawberries. They don't. You know, you know, but uh, it's not the same for vaccines, but go ahead.
1: How confident are you in your product if you need immunity from that? I mean, how confident are you? And I, and I think that if people would go to HRSA, which is H as in Harry, R as in Ray, S as in Salmon, A is an Apple, it's HRSA.gov. And it's a government website. That is where the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program data is there. So back in 1986, Ronald Reagan, and all of his glory, the you know the vaccine makers were saying, hey, we're we're just being sued so much, we can't keep making vaccines. Our products were just being sued, so he gave them you know immunity from any kind of liability. So now it's almost like I call it like a social security court, like it's all, like a social security program. It's a vaccine injury program. You can go to hrsa.gov and they and the government clearly says on there it's one in a million injuries, right? So back when I even I was in the house, I would say, well, if we're just supposed to have one in a million. We have 1.8 million people. Why do we have hundreds and if not thousands of families in West Virginia saying we've been injured by vaccinations while our special ed classroom numbers continue to be at 50 percent or even more within the classroom? And you're seeing the drugs that these children are on. You know, when can someone just stop the madness? Why do you have to be that brave? Why does it have to be so bad to really care about people to say, we, I mean, I called for a moratorium on the whole vaccine program to get to the bottom of this because I wanted to say, hey, we've got more than two kids that have been vaccine injured, and here's a vaccine-injured adult. Nothing. I was shuddered at, and we still are shuttered. The Health Freedom Group, we have we have a lot of legislative friends who say, we just can't get that bill. I'm like, that's no excuse. That, that, that is an excuse, and that's a pathetic excuse. Kids are suffering. Kids are being damaged because those uh, pharmaceutical companies can't be sued. So if Bill Gates wants immunity, wake up, people, for your children, for the childhood schedule. You take your kid in and get five and six jabs, I got news for you. You're not suing your doctor if something happens. It just doesn't work like that. You get to go through the government court. And I think $250,000 if your child dies. I mean, that's if you can prove that it was a the vaccine. They don't have to prove anything. That's how good right. they've got it. So, you know, people wake up. It's absurd right? Because this is not how it should be. If Ford has a steering wheel issue and they kill people with their steering wheel, guess what? We're looking at a class action. They're going to be responsible. But, you know, why should the pharmaceutical company get immunity? I just don't believe their products are safe and I don't want them. No, yeah, thank I, I mean, agree. I'm injured chronically for life because of it. And I just say, you know, you injured the wrong pharmacist because, you know, I do care about people that much.
0: Right. Well, well, and 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 that's awesome it is it is a uh, you know uh, like i said that's uh, uh that's one of the reasons uh you know like i said when when my friends walked away that night they said you know that that is somebody because you could just tell you when you started you just it was like bam 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 and and it, it was ferocious almost how uh, how you felt about what they were doing to the people in west virginia with you know and 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 I respect the hell out of that
1: of my life the thing is is I feel like I wouldn't even be who I was if I didn't have the support network of the health freedom group there is an amazing group of admins within that group like I said business owners chiropractors doctors lawyers and 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 I tell you we, we pray together we spend time together. We, you know, converse about the direction of the group. You know, we we try to make, you know, really planned decisions on how we want to approach things. I mean, it's not just some willy-nilly, let's put on our tinfoil hat. That's not it at all. We want to make sure that we do get accurate information. We're not just going to, you know, we're, we we don't ever say vaccines cause autism. We know that's not mainstream. We're not out here to say that. We're out here to present all this info. So I always that's feel right. like, like, I, I would have never been able to get through the year of the government besides my wonderful husband and my family. But this core group of people. I always think anything I ever do is not for me. It's besides for the people. Look at the fruit of my life. I mean, I take care of a disabled man, you know, and how involved in youth and and the kids. And I just know that being in West Virginia I had the best life, I had the best education, I had the best growing up experience in the hills of West Virginia, the best friends, the best people. And somehow we've just lost our way. And I wish, I want other kids to just be healthy and happy and give them the ability to be able to to, to, to have everything at their fingertips to be able to, to succeed. Because, you know, I'm not even working, but I feel like I've succeeded because I'm just helping people. And whether that's a phone call with the nurse at the school and the parent and helping the nurse navigate the law to keep that mom's kid in school, you know, that's mm-hmm. just as important as giving medicine at the pharmacy counter for me. And right. I do, of course, I just, I love people that much. And if they can't see that, which I think that you just saw it that day. I mean, I grew up here. This is where I live. I chose to have my family here. There's many times now I think, why am I here, right? And that's there, because I mean, I I can't even tell you how great my childhood was growing up and you know, my grandfather who drove a school bus. I mean, I just have these great memories that I wish everybody could have, but I know that they could. And I just want these kids to be healthy and happy. And I don't want their parents to have to experience of anything. I know for me as a mother now, I would take any injury so my kids wouldn't have to be injured. But instead, oh, sure. these mothers are seeing their children, and I know that they would probably want to take that back, and they can't because now it's happening to their kids, and there's nothing they can do. And once you put it in, you can't take it out. So I appreciate you saying that. I always want people to know how much I just – I love people that much. And if you can't see it, well, then you're just part of the problem. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, you know people buy their fruit, and uh, I think you have produced really good fruit. And we appreciate your efforts there. Um, let's let's end it on this. We we got about ten minutes, about uh, eleven minutes going into it. Um, left, um, you know, one of your main issues is the religious side of it. So let's go here for a second. Um, this dangerous world-changing virus yeah. has brought has brought on the need for this this new vaccine, and there are patents out there. Where this vaccine would be, I guess, and and I'm not an expert on it, but so but let's just theorize here. <laughs> they yeah. are, um, you know, they are, um, you know, coming out with this vaccine that, it, for thousands of years, there is a book who had, that has warned us of, against being marked in any kind of way with any type, whether it's whether it's some type of quantum dot or special die. Um, and on top of that, it's tied to crypto. And on top of that, the patent number involves 060606. And on top of that, there's a house resolution with 6666 in it. Now, I, I don't believe in one incidence of, of coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. So, um, you know that being said, do you do, do you feel? I mean, do, I guess first of all, do you feel that there is a spiritual aspect that there is some form of God trying to push through and show in synchronicity with with the numbering of these patents and the house resolutions and everything else that that you know maybe maybe we should look a little closer at what's going on.
1: Well. <laughs> This is a really great question because I can tell you, I just took a theology class like over a three month time span and I just wrote a theology paper. You know, so obviously my worldview in the realm of, you know, how I see the world through God, you know, through with God versus you might be a little bit different. But one thing I do know that if you are a Christian and if you read the Bible, there is an end of times coming. And in the Bible, they do talk about, I mean, would you laugh if I told you that um, I have a checking account that ends in 666 and I just laugh about it? Right. I mean, because I've gotten change back in the last two weeks where it was six dollars and sixty six cents. And I do have to giggle a little bit for me. I mean, I definitely think there is um, a religious aspect coming where there are these signs that Revelation talks about. us having family talks this weekend. You know, the Bible talks about to to read Revelation and try to understand the mysteries in that book. I do want to know that. I know that God says there is a time he is coming back. And I know many Christians don't believe that. I am so excited for that day. The day he comes back to, uh, you know, have his reign over a new heaven and a new earth. And as a Christian, maybe that's why I'm not in this fear pattern because my victory isn't going to be in death. And if there's anybody out there listening that that can say, how can she say that? Well, you know, it took a lot of years. But, you know, as a professing Christian who for salvation that I have as a Christian, I know, guess who wins in the end? And Mm -hmm. there's only going to be victory through death. I mean, that is ultimately going to be my victory. And I think that there are signs. I've listened to many pastors. My daughter told my husband, Oh, I hate driving with mom. It's just listening to the podcast and the pastor, and, <laughs> you know, Del Big Tree and mom's listening to these things. But, you know, I think the the more you know how the ending is like, I do know how this is going to end, you know, and the Bible talks about this tribulation period where it is going to be a really bad time. But, you know, the Bible also talks about the suffering that Jesus went through for. You know me as a sinner where he took on you know as a propitiation for my sin so i know the ending of the story and you know i'm not going to let a narrative or the world scare me it is scary any my flesh my flesh of me is going to say i'm scared you know the bible talks about it but I know that there is the end of times coming. I yeah. I think sometimes our minds are so small. I don't know how this is going to come. Is it going to come through the farm? You know, through pharma and an a mandation of a vaccine to go into a grocery store? Is it going to be through your cell phone? Is it going to be some you know techie thing that you do have to uh, your you know have a crypto you know identity? You know, like you know through the internet. It's so it's so unfathomable to me. I just I can't even fathom it. But I know that time will come. I don't know if I'm going to see it in my generation. I've tried to listen to people talk about the signs. There are signs that have come to fruition that the Bible does talk about. Uh, it's, real. Yeah, oh, it's, it's
0: real. Yeah, it's
1: real. But you know what? People would listen to this and say, they're crazy. Well, well you, I am crazy. I am crazy. Okay. I'm just going to <laughs> I say, I love the Lord so much. You can call me crazy if you want, but you know, I know how this is all going to end. See, you don't. You don't, but I do. And what amazing... Like, that's great news, right? And so it's almost like a ministry in so many ways when people do ask me this. And I'm like, I get to tell people about this amazing peace that I get to have that actually I'm going to win in the end when I die. They're like, what? How can that be? I'm so scared I don't want to die. Well, there is a peace in knowing that I'm going to die in Christ. And that's okay. And, you know... I don't know if I'll see the tribulation, but I think I'm very scared. And I think that there will be a mark. And whether that's a mark or whether that's your cell phone or whether that's something, you will be tied to something. And I think it's going to be a scary time. And I think there's going to be super religious implications to all this. If you're religious, if you're not religious, I can't even imagine the chaos that you think is just happening in the world. And you're like, what's going to happen? But for me, I, I think I know how it's going to end. And I'm sure you do, too. And a lot of Christians do, too. And so, yeah, I, I hope everyone can have at least peace about that. And I'd be thankful that Jesus did die on that cross for your sin. He took on that sacrifice. So oh
0: death, where is thy sting?
1: Yeah, so. I mean, you know, he was there and said it is finished. And, you know, it's going to be finished one day. Um, and, I'm, and I'm praying for everybody out there. I just want people to know, like, it's a hard time. People are dying. Alone. I, I'm so sad for those dying alone. I'm sad for the vaccine injured. I'm praying for people out there. It's a hard time for so many.
0: So, so, Chana, um, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I am I'm going to let you uh, maybe finish with uh, you know I'm going to let you wrap up with anything you have to say if you want to give maybe uh, for the for the Medical Freedom Group uh, if you want to give any contact information out anything you feel that's pertinent go ahead throw it out there. Um. Uh, well,
1: for the Medi- for the Health Freedom Group, I'm actually getting ready. We're doing some website updating because Dr. Alvin Moss he works at WBU. He actually is doing a blog. Well, I'm going to set it up like a blog, but he's actually putting out weekly emails. And these go to our legislators and it's educational and it's talking about what health freedom is and what is happening. And by the shutdown to get us back open. Right. So I want to put those on the website so people can see the information that we're putting out. You know, we have billboards around the state. Um, You know, I actually had a woman. Say some not very kind things about me and and using a lot of curse words because she was upset because her children saw the billboard and now they're scared to get a shot. And it it wasn't meant to instill fear. It's meant to educate. But if you're fearful, you need to go search that out, right? So the Health Freedom Group has put up billboards all around the state. They've done news stories about it. And we just want to educate people. We don't want to tell you what to do. I would never tell someone what to do and what would be best for their family. And I want to meet people where they're at. The whole group does. So, you know, we just try to be a resource for people. We try to answer questions for those that can't get the answers of the mainstream pediatrician or the mainstream doctor who just touts what the CDC says, and that's all they, you know, that's all that they can do. So I think it's so lethal. The, the the worst weapon we have out there is a closed mind. So, yeah, if you can visit www.wbforhealthfreedom.com, or you can find us on Facebook, and we ask you to answer some questions. It's a West Virginia group. You know, we've grown exponentially in the thousands since our inception two a couple years ago. I mean, we have weekly requests. So, we just encourage people <clears throat> that if you want to come, we are just there to bring you in the fold. We are the people that you contact after the vaccine injury often happens. They have nowhere to turn, right? So, you know, we try to keep up with what's going on around the state, whether the principal brings all the unvaccinated kids into the cafeteria or the gym and says, hey, you have to go home, and even, you know, potentially, you know, upsetting a, a mentally disabled child, you know, and upsetting them. Like, that's not okay. We're not that. That is that not like some sort of mark scenario. Let's bring all of those that doesn't have that shot in. We're going to send you home. It's kind of already happening in these small settings or these, you know, on, on a smaller scale. So people need to understand that. So that's not health freedom. No one should be, you know, marked by whether or not they've had a vaccine. So visit the health freedom website. And I just appreciate you getting the word out. And for all your viewers out there, just message me. I know a lot of people that you know, and that, you know, if they haven't messaged me in a while or said anything, like I welcome it. So.
0: Awesome. Well, Dr. Awesome. Dr. Dr. Chanda Atkins, thank you for coming thank on you. the Powder Monkey Podcast. Yeah, and um, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, maybe check back in with you, use you as a resource if if things heat up from here. I can't imagine how it will get any crazier, but uh, who knows? Let's see where. It
1: Let's do it again. Let's answer some questions. Let's just keep it going because it's three times in the morning. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming. For God. For country. For truth. For justice. For the Republic. You're a- listening a- to the Powder Monkey a- Podcast a- on PirateInfoWars.com. A- the a- comic's coming. It's getting.
1: We have no fear. I called my friends up, and they're all.